uh, thanks so much for being here. I'm excited to teach this. Um, we're going to be talking about the three steps to a best-selling author platform. So my name is Tim Grawl. If uh, I'm going to get into a little bit about uh, who I am uh, in a little bit, and then, uh, but I just want to start with this idea that you know three steps to a best-selling author platform because I've been working with authors for years, um, for over 12 years and worked with dozens of best-selling authors. And uh, as I worked with all these different people, some of them I worked with uh, after they already had a platform, some of them I helped them get their platform up and running. And uh, I saw these three things happening over and over and over. Or when I would interview them about how they built their platform, it was three things that kept showing up over and over and over. So that's what I wanna talk to you about um, I'm going to talk some about how it works overall, and then I'm going to give you some really specific stuff that you could start doing today. So just so we're on the same page, uh, here's the schedule. Here's what we're going to be doing together. Uh, the first is I'm going to be teaching here for about 45, 50 minutes, uh, and I'm going to teach everything that I promised to teach uh, when you signed up for this webinar. And then I'm going to tell you two stories of authors that have put this stuff into practice and what it's meant to them. And then I'm going to tell you about my program, Author Platform 101, and why today is the best day uh, for you to sign up for that program. And then I've got a giveaway. I've got um, a little uh, tool that I use whenever I'm working with a, uh, a client, and so I want to give you a copy of that. So after I tell you about my program, I'm going to give everybody that's still on the webinar um, a copy of that. And then finally, I'm going to do a Q&A. And I'll just stay on and answer as many of your questions as I possibly can. So if you have questions during, uh, hang on to those and we'll get to those at the end. I want to make sure I get through as many of those as I can. So for those of you that are here that don't know a ton about me, uh, my name is Tim Grawl. I am the author of Your First 1,000 Copies, The Step-by-Step -step Guide to Marketing Your Book, and Book Launch Blueprint. Those are the two books I've written about book marketing. I've written three other books. Uh, so one of them is a novel and then two other nonfiction titles. And uh, I've been working with authors, like I said, for over 12 years. And I came into this kind of backwards. I didn't come into publishing. Uh, I didn't come in through uh, working in publishing or working in traditional publishing in any way. Uh, I was just working as a web uh, marketer and web developer. And I started working uh, with authors. The first author to ever hire me was Ramit Sethi, and I helped him uh, through uh, the first year uh, before his book came out. And uh, I didn't really think much about it. I didn't think a lot was going to happen. Um, he was just this blogger. He didn't have a big publicist. He wasn't doing a book tour. He wasn't going to be on you know, the end caps of every Barnes & Noble. Um, and yet when his book came out, it immediately, then the first week, the New York Times and Wall Street Journal bestseller list. And this really got me hooked. Um, I really wanted to figure out if this was something that you could recreate. Was he just a special snowflake? How did he do this with just his own platform? And so I kept working with Ramit, started working with uh, more and more uh, authors, ended up taking my entire uh, consulting firm and moved it over to work full-time with authors and have continued to work with authors to, through today. 
And um, all along the way, I just was trying to figure out how this stuff worked. And um, I would work with basically any author that would hire me so that I could try to learn as much as I possibly could, start putting it into practice, start trying lots of things, and ultimately figured out a way that you can do this that's repeatable, that is something that any author can do, fiction or nonfiction. And at one point, um, through all of this marketing I did and book launches I ran, I had five clients on the New York Times list in the same week. And so uh, this is when I knew that I was onto something, that this was really working, this was something I could do over and over. Um, and so everything I'm gonna teach you today is based on my work that I've been doing for the last 12 years with authors, helping them um, build their platform, connect with readers, and sell more books. So I want to talk a little bit about um, some terms uh, because a lot of times if we, you know, we can use the same word, but we may not mean the same thing. And this really came into view for me a while back uh, when I looked up, uh, you know, I was talking with an author and they're like, well, what is marketing? What's your definition of marketing? And I'm like, well, I don't know. Let's look it up. So I went to dictionary.com, looked up marketing, and this is what uh, this is what I found. The action or business of promoting and selling products or services, including market research and advertising. Now, I don't know about you. I know that's English. I'm, I'm sure of that, but I really have no idea what that's actually saying. Uh, that's not a very helpful definition. It definitely doesn't give me any kind of idea of what I'm supposed to be doing as an author to market books, right? So let's get rid of that definition. And so instead, I just went out into the world and I was like, okay, people that are actually being successful at this, what are they doing? How, how would they see marketing? And so I talked to my clients, I talked to other authors, and I found that um, the way that these authors, these successful authors that were building a platform and successfully launching books, they boiled their marketing down to basically two things. So the first is the act of creating long-lasting connections with people and then being relentlessly helpful. That's what marketing is, the act of creating long-lasting connections with people and then constantly looking for ways to add to people's life. And so this is what basically summed up what I saw authors doing when they were out in the world doing marketing, is they were just trying to connect with readers, connect with other authors, connect with other people in their space, and then while they had that connection, they just tried to add to people's lives. They tried to add entertainment, add value, add know-how, always just looking to be the most helpful person in the room. And so when we talk about marketing, everything I'm going to teach uh, on this webinar today, everything in my program, um, it all boils down and it can all be tied back to this definition of marketing the act of creating long-lasting connections with people and then being relentlessly helpful. And if you're an author that's nervous about marketing, that thinks that like, you know, I don't want to spam people, I don't want to annoy people, all of that stuff I don't believe is true marketing because it's not this. It's not actually creating long-lasting connections with people and being relentlessly helpful. So that's what we're going to focus on today. So when I when I talk about marketing, this is what I'm talking about. The other phrase that I hear thrown around a lot is this idea of an author platform. Um, and I found that if you ask 10 different authors what an author platform is, you might get 10 different answers, right? Is it your blog? Is it your website? Is it your social media? Maybe it's your speaking career. Um, maybe it's uh, you know having a radio show or a TV show. Like, are those your platforms? Is it your email list? Like, what 
you know, is it the fact that you do workshops all over the world? Um, you know, what is an author platform? Well, none of those things are an actual author platform. Now, they can be components of one, but what an author platform is, you know, I, I really landed on this because what I found is when I would talk to authors and they would go into uh, publishing uh, meetings with publishers uh, to pitch their book, a lot of times the first thing the publisher wanted to know was about their platform. And when I when we would talk about it, it's like, but then I'd see people that would get book deals and they'd have, but they because they had a big blog or because you know they had they spoke all over the place or whatever. And then I'm like, wait, I realize what an author platform is. It's just code for how you plan to sell your book. However you plan to sell your book, that is your author platform. So whether you have a huge email list, a huge social media following, you speak all over the world, you have a TV show, or you have a really solid plan of how you're gonna stand in Times Square, New York City, when this pandemic is over and sell 10,000 copies of your book, whatever it is, your plan to sell your book is your author platform. And what we want to do is build an author platform where you know that you can sell books, right? You're already connected to readers. You're already connected to influencers and they're going to help buy your, they're going to buy your book. They're going to help sell your book. And I want you to be in a place where before you write the first sentence of your next book, you know, you have a group of people that are excited to buy that book because there's a lot of things that you can do to market your book. And we're going to talk about some of them. And if you just Google out there, right, if you just go to Google and type book marketing, you can find lists literally of 100 things you can do to market your book. But if you're like me, you read those and you're like, well, one is I can't do 100 things. And then as you actually read through the 100 things, you're like, I don't think most of these will actually sell books, right? Like making uh, making bookmarks and printing bookmarks that I give away probably isn't going to move hundreds or thousands of copies of my book, right? So it's really hard to sift through all of this stuff and figure out what works and what doesn't. Because I found with most of the advice out there, there's two main problems. So the first problem is that most of the advice you read out there is made up and never tested. Now, when I started figuring this out, this really, really bothered me. Um, it, I really, what what happened was, is as I was learning how to do all of this stuff, I would read all these articles or I listen to podcasts of people talking about how to do book marketing. And I would take those ideas and I'd go put them into practice and it wouldn't work. And then as I got more and more experience, I learned what worked and what didn't. And I know what it's, you know, what works because I work with you know, dozens of authors, right? So if it doesn't work for dozens of authors, it doesn't work. And I would go and read these articles and be like, well, I've, I've tried that stuff and that doesn't work. Why are people writing this? And I realized they're just making it up. And the way they do this is, let's say I, I'm running a blog and I want to write a blog post about how to sell books on Twitter. And so what I might do is I might go to, uh, I might go to Google and I'll type in book marketing on Twitter or selling stuff on, on Twitter or selling stuff with social media or authors on Twitter or author marketing on Twitter. Maybe I find like a dozen different articles, I read them all, and I basically take out the points that I think um, make the most sense, and then I rewrite my own article. And then you come along and you read this article that I wrote that I've never actually done any of this stuff, or maybe I've done a little of it, but 
I don't actually know if it works, but you come and read it and you think, you know, I actually maybe know what I'm talking about. Why would I write an article if I've never actually done any of this stuff? But the article I wrote was based on all of these other articles and most of them have never actually done the stuff that they talked about too. And so a lot of the stuff that you find out there is just based on people's best guess of what will work having never done it. So that's the first problem with most of the advice. The second problem with most of the advice, this is actually not necessarily a bad thing. Um, I love working with authors and I think one of the best things about being in this space, in this uh, writing space, this author space, is authors love to help each other. And so what happens is, is an author comes out with a book, they do a bunch of stuff, they sell some copies, and they start sharing what they've done. That's great, I'm really glad. But the problem is it's only from one author's perspective and experience. And so a lot of times that author either had already had an existing platform, they had an in in a place that you don't have, or they had money to invest that you don't have. Um, or a lot of times what happens is they'll do, say, 10 different things to market their book. They sell a bunch of copies, but they don't actually know which of those 10 things sold the copies of the book. So they just teach all 10 things. And then you come along, you read them and say, well, I can't do 10 things, so I'm gonna do five. But you don't know if you're picking the five that work or the ones that don't work because that author doesn't really even know because they didn't track anything. And so um, again, I think it's great that authors share their perspective and their experience. I'm glad we all help each other. But at the same time, you just have to be aware that a lot of times, you know, you're just getting one uh, one little perspective. It's kind of like, um, you know, this vaccine they've come out with with COVID. It's like, what if they only tested it on one person and then started giving it to everybody? Right. It's like, well, I might be a little suspect of that. Right. And so um, in this case, we want to do the same thing where if an author is like, hey, you know, here's 10 things I did to help market my books and I sold all these copies. It's like. That's great. I'm I'm really glad that they did, and it is worth being able to um, uh, to hear their perspective. But you also don't want to go out and um, you also don't want to go out and just base everything that you do on this one perspective. So when we do start talking about marketing that actually works, right? So everything that I teach in this webinar is based on my experience doing this for 12 years, working with author after author after author, working with fiction authors, nonfiction authors, indie published, traditionally published, memoir writers, um, you know, everything from business books to Amish science fiction and everything in between. And so I've gotten to see what works and what doesn't across lots of different platforms, lots of different authors. Uh, and lots of different years of what works and what doesn't. And what I find is a lot of times when we start talking about marketing, um, people want to start talking about the tools first, right? So a lot of times I get questions like, well, uh, you know, what's the best way to market your book on Twitter? How can I use advertising to market my book? Or, you know, should I have a blog to market my book? And I'm like, well, I don't really, I, I don't know yet, right? Because we don't have enough information. Um, because uh, approaching book marketing like that is basically like saying like, I want to build something, right? So, I, so let's say uh, my wife asked me to build something like uh, a, a while back, uh, my wife asked me to build a kitchen island, right? And I'm good enough at woodworking where I'm not going to cut off a finger, but I don't, I can't just go do something, right? And so instead of like, um, you know, what if I just went out to my shed pulled up some materials, grabbed some random tools out of my toolbox and started just trying to put something together, right? 
it's not going to work. I'm mostly going to be frustrated. I probably won't even have the right tools for the job. Instead, what we've got to do is we've got to start with a blueprint. We've got to start with a plan. Where, what is the overarching plan, the overarching blueprint of what we're trying to build? And then once you have that plan, the plan tells you what tools and materials you need in order to build it. And so what you see with this is when I wanted to build that kitchen island, what my wife and I did is we went online, we found a plan for a kitchen island that she liked. I bought the plan, I downloaded the PDF, and when I opened it, the first thing it told me was the tools and materials that I would need. Right, So we don't start with the tools. The tools are what you figure out once you know what you're trying to build. Right, So that's what I want to talk about here. I want to talk about this overarching plan of how this stuff works. And then I am going to get into some really specific tools that you can use and how to use them to build your platform. Because when you signed up for this webinar, I promised to teach you four things. Now, when I want to learn something new, uh, I do the same thing that you're doing today. I sign up for online training and I go and take it from an expert. And what really drives me crazy is when they promise to teach a bunch of stuff and they only get halfway through it, but then they tell me about their program they want me to buy, right? Now I'm gonna tell you about my program and why you should buy it today, I'm gonna to do that. But I wanna make sure that I follow through on what I promise to teach. So this is the four things I promise to teach on this webinar. The three parts of every best-selling author platform, how social media works and how to use it, blogs versus podcasts versus email lists, um, when to use them and when not to use them, and a real-life example of how you can put this stuff into practice. So I want you to hold me accountable. I'm going to burn through this over the next 25, 30 minutes, and I'm going to teach all this stuff, and then I'm going to check back in with you to make sure I actually covered this. So your job is to pay attention, take notes, and then hold me accountable when we get there. All right. I like to start with this question. How do you find a new book? Like, we're all readers here. If you're a writer, you're a reader. Well, how do you find a new book um, to, to read? Like, how do you find your next book? Well, the first thing that happens is you have to find out the book exists. It's really hard to read a book if you don't even know it exists, right? So somehow it's got to come across your desk, right? So whether a friend tells you, it gets recommended on Amazon, uh, it's your favorite author, comes out with a new book, whatever it is, the book has to come on your radar. And then the next thing that's going to happen is you're going to look at the content to see if it's right for you. You're going to look at the cover. You're going to look at the blurbs. You might download the sample to your Kindle. You're going to read the description, maybe read some of the Amazon reviews. And what you're looking for with all this is like, is this the book I want to read? Is this book right for me? Right. So like I don't read romance. So if some book comes across, if somebody recommends a book or, or I see a book on Amazon and it's got like a half naked man holding a woman on the cover, it's probably not going to be a good fit for me, right? So you look at all the content around the book to find if it's a good fit for you. And then if it is, if it is a good fit for you, you buy the book, you start reading, right? Well, let's ask a similar question about authors. How do you find a new author? Well, again, you got to find out the author exists. And then the next thing that's going to happen is you're going to look at the content, right? The books, uh, the website, maybe the blog, maybe the podcast. And what you're trying to figure out is, is she right for me? Is this author a good fit for the kind of things that I like to read? And if so, I'm going to subscribe. I might follow them on Twitter. I might buy their latest book. Uh, I might uh, sign up for their email list. Whatever it is, I'll start following them because they're a good fit for me. And I know that that's where I can get good content from. 
So what do we want as authors, right? I'm an author, I've written five books. You're an author. You know, what do we want when we start thinking through our own platform and our own marketing, right? Why do all this marketing stuff, right? We signed up to be an author. I don't, I don't, I want to learn how to, you know, I don't want to do a bunch of stuff uh, for marketing that doesn't work because I want to get back to write my next book. So what do we want? Well, the first thing we want is a way for readers to find out we exist, right? Again, it's really hard to buy a book or uh, buy an author's book if you don't know the author exists or the book exists, right? And then we need a way to let them know we're a good fit for them, right? So we need to be putting out some sort of content to let them know that we're a good fit for them. And then what we really want is a long-term connection that sells books, right? So I want them to buy my most current book, but I also want them to buy my backlist, and I want them to buy the book that I'm coming out with next year, and then two years after that, and then a year after that, and 10 years from now, and 20 years from now. I want a long-term connection, right? It's not just about selling this book. It's about selling every book that I come out with. So when I started thinking through this and started working with authors and started looking at like, well, what is this overarching plan? What are what are problems do I have to solve for an author in order for them to build a platform that reliably and consistently sells books? And so what I ended up coming up with is this thing I call the connection system. And the connection system is made up of three things. The first is outreach. The second is content. And the third is permission. All right, so let's just go through those really quick. Because again, as you've already seen, I like to come up with my own definitions of things to make sure we're all talking about the same thing. So the connection system is made up of outreach, content, and permission. So outreach is anything that you do that moves people from not knowing you exist to knowing you exist, right? So this webinar for some of you is outreach for me. Maybe you've never heard of me before. Maybe somebody sent you the sign up link and said, hey, sign up for this webinar, um, whatever it is. So whatever you do that moves people from not knowing you exist to knowing you exist, that is outreach, all right? So I keep these broad uh, on purpose because we're gonna figure out how to make it your own. But whatever you do that moves a group of people from not knowing you exist to knowing you exist is outreach. The second is content. So you wanna create content that you share freely and widely, right? So you wanna put content out that will attract the right people and then you put it out freely and widely. So this is where we start talking about podcasts, blogs, blurbs for your book, excerpts, whatever it is, you wanna put content out uh, and create it, sh create and share freely and widely. And then finally, we have permission. Um, we want to create a direct connection to people that gets their attention and drives action, right? So we need a way to say when it's, you know, when we have a new book coming out to say, hey, 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 look over here, right? Get their attention, and then we say, go buy that thing, and they go buy that thing, right? So it has to do both of those things because if it doesn't get their attention or drive action, it's not permission; it's something else, right? So this is the connection system, outreach, content, and permission. And what you see is that outreach drives people to your content, which then you want them to drive to permission, and then that actually causes more outreach, but we'll talk more about that. But the idea here is it all kind of moves together, right? So you've got move people from not knowing you exist to knowing you exist. They interact with your content so they know you're a good fit for them, and then you get permission to stay in contact with them long term. That's what we're trying to do here. So the connection system, again, is outreach, content, and permission. This is the blueprint. 
this is the three problems you have to solve, right? So we've only got to solve three problems, outreach, content, and permission. And what I'm telling you is, if you solve those three problems, you're going to build a platform that grows over time and sells books. It just works. Like I've just seen it work over and over and over. And so what I'm telling you is you don't have to do 800 things to market your book. You just need to do one thing well in each of those categories. And if you do one thing well in each of those categories, your platform is going to grow and you're going to sell books. All right. So this is the blueprint, right? So this is what the, you know, when we're looking at a blueprint, we're looking at a problem that is solved, but just on paper, right? Uh, I need a house. I see the blueprint of the house. Okay, now I need the actual house, right? So now we need to get the tools and materials to do that. So if this is the blueprint, what kind of tools are in our toolbox? So I want to look at just six common tools that are in your toolbox, and I just want to evaluate them, right? And the way we evaluate whether or not we should be using those tools is if they're solving one of these problems, right? So we shouldn't be doing anything. Now hear this. If it doesn't solve one of these problems, you should not be doing it, right? So I mentioned uh, a minute ago the bookmarks, right? Printing bookmarks. How does that solve any of these problems? It doesn't. So don't do it. Now, if you want to print bookmarks just for the fun of having bookmarks, totally fine. But it's not marketing. It's not building your platform, right? So everything that we do should solve one of these problems. And you have to solve each of these three problems. If you only solve two of them, it's going to be like a stool, a three-legged stool, and you cut off one of the legs. The thing's just going to fall over. It's not going to work, right? All right, so let's take these common tools, right? So a lot of times when I start talking through stuff, these are the things that come up. Social media, blogging, starting a podcast, creating videos, building an email list, and guest blogging or getting interviewed on podcasts. So let's just evaluate these tools using my little system here. All right, so let's start with social media. So there's this common idea that when um, when you hear people talk about using social media to build your platform or authors marketing on social media, um, there's this kind of vague idea that if I build my following big enough, if I build a big enough following, all those people, they're going to buy my books, right? So all I got to do is build a following on Instagram, build a following on Twitter, build a following on Facebook, whatever it is. And if I build that big enough, I'm going to buy a bunch of books. Is this something that you would agree with, right? Like, is this something that you've heard that you kind of think like, okay, I'm on social media. If I just get my following big enough, just say yes in the little question mark and let me know. Because this is that one of those common myths that um, just kind of just gets circulated all the time. Every time I um, teach at a workshop or I do a Q&A somewhere or I speak somewhere, this is one of those questions I get all the time. Is like, yeah, how do you build your following on Twitter? How do you build your following on Instagram? How do you sell books on these platforms? So I'm getting lots of yeses here. Yeah, yes, yes, often, all the time. Yeah, this is what's taught. Okay, yep, yeah, that's right. So, so I want to ask a question. Okay, if that's true, if that's kind of the common knowledge, common wisdom out in the world, okay, how many followers? Like, so if I want to sell a thousand books, how many Twitter followers do I need to pull that off? How many Instagram followers do I need to pull that off? All right, so let's just look at Twitter. So I went and looked out, looked up all these numbers, right? So I looked up statistics on this stuff, um, and this is what I found. 
So on Twitter, a good engagement rate, right? So engagement is not necessarily even clicking a link and buying something. It's just if they like something, they retweet it, whatever. A good engagement rate is between 0.02% and 0.09% of your followers. So that means every time you put something on Twitter, you're going to get roughly, you know, if you're having good engagement, 0.02% and 0.09%. So an engagement, like I said, is a like, a retweet, a comment, or a click. So what that means is for every thousand followers, you're going to get two to nine engagements, which means if you have a hundred thousand followers on Twitter and you're getting good engagement, you're going to get two to nine hundred engagements. Now, again, engagements are likes, retweets, comments and clicks. So how many um, of those are going to click through to Amazon and actually buy a book? So. Just hold those numbers in your head for a little bit. All right, Instagram. Instagram actually has the best engagement rate. Uh, it's 1% to 3.5%. But the problem is the only two ways to engage is to like or to comment. You can't post a link. Now, you can put it in your profile, but the odds of somebody actually clicking on your profile and then going and clicking that link are way, way, way low, right? So... Even with that kind of engagement, look at you know thirty five top in thirty five hundred engagements if you have hundred thousand followers on Instagram. Uh, Facebook's kind of in the middle, 05 percent to one percent. Uh, so react, comment, share, click. Uh, for every thousand followers, you're looking at five to ten engagements. Again, a hundred thousand followers, five hundred to a thousand engagements. So now I want you to stop and just think about this for a second. How long will it take you to build a following? on any of these platforms of 100,000. And then thinking through the fact that a good engagement rate is somewhere between 0.02% and one on what was it, 3%. And that's not even counting clicking and buying anything. That's just in some way engaging with it. So what we see here is that social media is really bad at permission, right? But this is what the, the myth is. If I build my following big enough, I'll sell books, right? Remember what my definition of permission was. Um, I want to create a long-lasting connection with people where I can get their attention and drive action. So if somebody follows me on Twitter, I have a long-term connection. They're following me, but I can't reliably get their attention and drive action because the engagement is just so low. So what we find is social media is bad at permission. It's average at content. Like you can put content out and if people are like looking you up and they look you up on Twitter, they're going to look at your content to see if you write the kind of stuff they want. But what I found is it's actually good at outreach. It's actually good to connect one-to-one -one with people. And I'm going to talk more about that in a second. So if we're using if we're using social media, this is why it's important to know why you're using the platform and what it's good for, right? Because if I need to get a nail into a board and I take a screwdriver, like maybe I can get it started, but mostly I'm going to be frustrated. I need the right tool, right? I need a hammer. That's what gets a nail into a board. And so many times so people are using social media like me using a screwdriver to get a nail into a board. It's not going to grow this. It's not good for permission. All right, so let's look at a blog. So a blog is bad at permission, right? So if you put a new blog post up, how are people going to know about it, right? If you even know what RSS is, you know that it died, right? <laughs> so RSS is not a thing anymore. And so if you have a blog, you know this. Like I put up a blog post and the odds of a bunch of people reading it are really low. 
Now, back in like 2006, 2007, when blogs were coming online for the first time, all you had to do was start a blog and start posting regularly, and you started getting um, a lot of readers. But now, when you start a blog, you're you're competing with like CNN and bloggers that have been doing it for 15, 20 years, right? So um, they're bad at permission. There's no way to create um, that long-lasting connection where that gets people's attention and drives action. But a blog is really good at um, content, right? So it holds content. You can put videos, you can write long form content, you can write uh, short form content. Like there's all these things that it's a really great place to put content. It's a great place that people can go to read more about you. If they already know you exist and they go to your website, they can read your blog. I was just on, um, oh, what? That doesn't matter. But, uh, so, uh, and it's average at outreach, right? So one thing that is good about blogs is they can get picked up in search engines. They can be shared with friends. You can, people can email them. They can be, links can be posted on social media, um, but it's not good at permission. So it's great at content, average at outreach, bad at permission. So let's look at starting a podcast. What if you wanted to start a podcast? Um, so I would say that it's average at outreach. Right. So uh, it's sharing. Uh, it, they can be shared. You can do interviews with people, which, you know, maybe that interview will get shared with their audience. Right. So it's average at outreach. And I would say it's average at permission. Um, it's good at getting creating the long term connection. Right. So if you listen to podcasts, you know that you can. Um, uh, people can subscribe to your podcast, and if you you can subscribe to people's podcasts, and anytime they post a new episode, it automatically shows up in your podcast player. So that's great. That's permission. So that's the first part of permission, which is create the long-lasting connection. But the second part of um, permission is that gets people's attention and drives action. And it's really hard to do that with a podcast because if you think about the fact that somebody's like driving in their car. Um, they might be, you know, listening to it in the shower or out for a run and you're like, Hey, you know, my new book's out, go to this website. They have to remember the website. They've got to remember to do it. Right. So it's, it's average at permission, but it's good at content. Again, it's a really great way to put content out into the world. All right. So let's look at video. So I'm, when I'm talking about video, I'm assuming you're going to publish on YouTube. So YouTube is obviously by far the biggest platform for video. In fact, um, a friend of mine that does search engine stuff, uh, he told me a while back that YouTube is actually the second biggest search engine next to Google, which you know Google owns YouTube. But so it goes like Google... YouTube and maybe like Bing way down here or something. So more people search for stuff on YouTube than all the other uh, search engines except for Google. So it's a really big platform, lots of users. So it's average at um, outreach. So your videos can get found, um, they can be discovered, they get recommended, you know, um, using the YouTube recommendation engine. There's lots of things you can do to optimize that. Um, it's average at permission, right? So you can, uh, people can subscribe to your channel uh, and then they get notified anytime you put up a new video. And then I would say again, it's good at content. It's a great way to put content out. It can be shared anywhere. Um, you can embed it anywhere. Um, again, and people are already on the platform. So that's a plus, right? So that's where like putting your video on YouTube is putting it on a platform where lots of people are already showing up. We're only putting it on your blog 
or nobody showing up, right? So, um, but it's a great way to put content out. And when I'm looking at blogs versus podcasts versus video, a lot of times I'm looking at, well, what is the author most comfortable creating? And that's really what they should focus on. All right, so let's look at an email list. So an email list is bad at outreach. I think this is pretty straightforward, right? So um, there's no way for my email list to automatically introduce new people to me, right? So maybe somebody could forward my email to somebody, but it's not going to get a large group of people and move them from not knowing I exist to knowing I exist. So it's bad at outreach. It's average at content. Um, the thing I don't like about putting content in emails is it goes away, right? As soon as somebody's read it, it gets buried in their inbox, they never see it again. Or if you put it up on your blog, you put it up on YouTube, it can keep working for you for a long time. But it's really good at permission. In fact, it's the best number one tool for permission, creating long lasting connections with people in a way that gets their attention and drives action. Uh, in fact, uh, if you've read my book, you know this is the number one tool. I think every author should have an email list and their number one marketing goal should be getting as many people on that email list as possible because it has the highest engagement rate, right? So if you, um, you we just saw, uh, you know, the really abysmally low engagement rates with uh, social media. But if you go MailChimp, which is one of the biggest email marketing platforms, they put out statistics every year and they break down open rates of emails by industry. And the lowest is like 15%, 16%, something like that. So the lowest, the worst performing email is still like five to six times um, as engaging as the best social media, right? So um, email list is the best tool for permission. So let's look at guest blogging, right? So this is where like you write um, blog posts for other people's blogs or you get interviewed on other people's podcasts. Um, it's bad at permission, right? You're not getting any time of any type of long-term connection with anybody. Um, it's average at content it is a great way to put your own content out, except you don't own it or um, or have control over it after it goes out. Um, but it is really good at outreach, right? It's a great way to, you know, if you go on a popular podcast that has 10,000 listeners, you're going to move 10,000 people from not knowing you exist to knowing you exist, right? And so what I want you to see here is that what you need is one good thing in each category, right? That's, that's all you've got to have, one good thing in each category. Um, so again, my goal here is not to turn this into something where you're like spending, you know, 20 hours a week doing 80 different things to market your books. One is most of us don't want to do, don't have the time. Well, that's the truth. We don't have the time. Even if we do have the time, we don't want to spend it marketing our books, right? Like we want to spend it doing something else like writing our next book. And so what I want you to do is get a system that works over a long period of time um, that only takes a couple hours a week, right? Um, so I want to talk about like a really simple system that you could start doing right now today that starts building your author platform. So what I want you to do is I want you to um, pick a book that you've read uh, that is in the genre that you write in. Right. So if you write romance, it's a romance book. If you write science fiction, it's science fiction book. If you write business books, it's a business book. Whatever it is, pick a book that you've read in your genre. And then what I want you to do is write a review 
of that book, right? It can be 500 words, a thousand words, whatever it is, an in-depth review. Now, two other rules besides it being in your genre. So rule one is the book's gotta be in your genre. The second rule is that you have to like the book, right? It can't be a negative review or the whole system won't work, which you'll see in a second. Also, just in general, it's like, as an author, I try not to trash other writers' books as much as I possibly can, because I know what that feels like when people trash my books. Um, but anyway, for the system to work, you have to have a positive review of it. And then third is it needs to be by an author that's not like an A-list author, right? It can't be by Gillian Flynn or Stephen King or, you know, Suzanne Collins or like some author who is like uber famous and people are always trying to get their attention. I always tell people to start with like B or C-list authors. What you want to um, think is you know, are they likely to respond to my email? If the answer is like, yeah, 50-50, then they might count, right? So those are the first three things, um, or those are the three rules of which book to do. But so you read the book, you post a review on your blog, and then you share it on social media. Now, at this point, you might be saying, Tim, didn't you just spend like 10 minutes or 15 minutes just up on your soapbox talking about how social media is a complete waste of time and you shouldn't be spending all this time on it? While yes, I will admit I said that, I also said that social media can be good at outreach, right? So I'm going to post it on social media, not so like all my followers will come read the blog post because I know the engagement's low. What I'm going to do is I'm going to tag the author. So I'm going to tag the author on Twitter or on Instagram or whatever, and I'm going to point people back to my blog so that they can come read the article, but also I want that author to see that I posted a review of their book. And what I'm trying to do is get them to retweet it and repost it so that their followers will come back to my blog. And then once they're on my blog, I'm going to ask them to join my email list and buy a copy of the book, right? And then what this also does is it opens up one of the most important opportunities is it gives me a chance to connect with the author. So often what I do is I follow up with that author. I'll DM them, I'll send them an email, and I'll say, hey, I just wanted to touch base with you. I'm an author too. I have such and such book coming out or I've written these books and I just wanted you to know I love your books. I'd love to connect sometime. And a lot of times, because you started off by being the most helpful person in the room, right? So look at this. If you go back to my original definition of marketing, it was create long lasting connections and be relentlessly helpful. So in this relationship with this author, you started out by being helpful. You're helping them sell books. Now, if your blog, nobody's reading your blog or you have a really low blog readership, that's fine. You're still trying to help them sell books. So you're starting out by being helpful. And if there's one way to endear yourself to an author, it's help them sell some more of their books, right? And so follow up with them and you can create that long-term connection. Now look at this. What's the three problems we gotta solve? We gotta do outreach, we gotta move people from not knowing we exist to knowing we exist. We gotta put content out to let people know we're a good fit for them. And then we need a way to stay in contact with people long-term, right? So we're creating, we're doing outreach by connecting with another popular author and trying to get them to share our stuff or at least creating a long-term connection with them. We're putting out content that's gonna draw the right people to us, right? This is why we're posting about books that are in our genre, so that we'll attract readers that wanna read books like ours, right? So we're putting out content that lets people know we're a good fit for them. 
And then we're trying to get them on our email list and to buy our books. So we create that long-term connection, right? So outreach, content, and permission. So let's look at another idea here. So let's say um, you want to uh, you want to start trying to guest blogging thing, right? So uh, you decide you reach out to an influencer and you say, "Hey, can I um, can I um, put a blog post on your website?" And you set that up, and so you write a blog post for their website, and in that blog post, you invite people to join your email list, and then when they join your email list, you send them an email asking them to buy a copy of your book. And because you connected with that author, and again, you were helpful first, you gave them great content for their blog. The same thing could work by going on podcasts where if you get interviewed on somebody's podcast, you provided content, you invited people to your email list, and now you have a long-term connection with that, um, with that author. So again, we're moving people from not knowing we exist to knowing we exist. We're putting content out as a blog post or an interview, letting people know we're a good fit for them. And then we're moving them to our email list and inviting them to buy our books. So as you see here, like even if we go back to my first example here, like what if you just started doing this once a month? So once a month, you wrote a blog, you reviewed a book, you put it up, you tagged the author on social media, you reached out with them and started a conversation. And you just did this month after month after month. One is... It's not going to take you an enormous amount of time. And what you'll see is over time, your email list is going to start growing. You're going to start having more and more people read um, your blog content. You're going to be friends with other authors that are going to help you promote your book, right? So let's say just half of the authors respond. That's still six authors that you're connected to. You started out by helping promote their book. And so when you have a new book comes out, what do you think they're going to do for you, right? And so just do this once a month. Right. So this is now, are you going to become a best-selling author next month or six months from now or even a year from now? Probably not. But over time, this is how you will build your platform is by doing this kind of just regular small amounts of work, doing a little bit of outreach every month, creating new content every month, building your email list every month. You do that for a long period of time. You're going to see your author platform grow. You're going to start selling more books. All right, so I want to pause here um, because, like I said, I promised to teach you a lot of stuff, and I want to just check in with you and make sure that I actually followed through. So I promised to teach when you signed up for this webinar the three parts of every best-selling author platform, and that's where we talked about outreach, content, and permission. We talked about how social media actually works and how to use it, right? So it's not it's not the myth that if I build this huge following, I'm going to sell a lot of books. Instead, it's a way that I try to reach out to people one-on-one. -on -one. And then we looked at like blogs versus podcasts versus email lists, what they're good for, what they're not good for. And then I gave you not just one real-life example, but two real-life examples of how you could start putting this stuff into practice right now. So I just want to pause here for a second because I've been rolling now for about 50 minutes and I just want to check in with you and just before I go any further and I tell you about the two authors that have put this into practice um, and I tell you about my program, Author Platform 101, and then I have the giveaway and the Q&A before I get into any of that, I just want to check in with you and ask, have I delivered? Did I deliver on my promise? So over on the right-hand side of your screen, if you're on a desktop or a laptop, it's a little question mark. Uh, it's at the bottom of your screen on a tablet or a mobile device. 
Uh, I'm going to stop and get a drink of water, but if you can just click that check mark, just let me know, yes or no, um, have I delivered on my promise? All right, let me check in here. All right, P. Cortez says yes. Jocelyn says yes. Thanks. Angela uh, says yes. Catherine says yes. Really cool. Michelle, yes. Apple, yep. Thanks. Christopher, yes. Kong, yes. Um, Maggie, yes. Karma, yes. Andrew, yes. Jim, yes. Okay, I'm not going to be able There's too many of you on here for me to read them all. Let's see. Yes. Timmy, you, you delivered. Yes, for sure. Absolutely. Yes, you delivered. Yes, yes, yes. Yep, covered the content. Uh, awesome. Excellent. You delivered. Awesome. Uh, great. Fantastic. Okay, so I don't see any negative negative answers here, uh, so I'm going to keep going. I'm really glad that you're enjoying it so far. Um, so I want to just ask this simple question, right? So I've been teaching for, like I said, about 50 minutes, got through a lot of stuff in that time. But are you all set and ready to go? Do you have everything that you need to get started? You know, if you look at somebody like Warren Buffett, who's the most uh, successful investor of all time, you could take everything that he does for investing and sum it up into three simple phrases. Buy low, sell high, only invest in things you understand, right? Pretty simple. But what you find is the details are what are what make the difference, right? Okay, yeah, I know. Buy low, sell high, only invest in things you understand. Great. The details make difference. You might be saying that, okay, outreach, content, permission, I get it. What are the details, right? So that's the next obvious question is, okay, how do I do this stuff? How do I do this stuff, right? How do I actually put this stuff into practice? How do I get people to let me blog for them? How do I get on podcasts? Um, what's the best thing to put in the email when I reach out to people, like whatever it is, how do I actually put this stuff into practice? So I want to tell you about a couple authors. So the first is a guy named MJ Thomas. Uh, he's a friend of mine, Mike Thomas. He wrote this series of books called The Secret of the Hidden Scrolls. Um, and it's a nine book series. And he got a, he worked really hard on the books, got a publishing deal, uh, but they only agreed to publish the first two books in the series. And so I... Um, and so he, when it was time to, it was getting close to the books coming out, I think it was about four or five months, he started realizing like, oh my gosh, I have no way to promote these books. Like, what am I going to do? I don't want them to just publish the first two books. I need them to sell well enough so they pick up the other books. And so I walked him through all this stuff about outreach, content, and permission. He started putting it into practice, started reaching out to influencers, getting their help promoting his book, um, putting this stuff into practice over and over. Um, and once I checked in with him after a few months, I was like, how the books sell? And he's like, I think they're doing okay. My ranking's okay. I'm like, well, how many of you sold? Have you checked with the publisher? He's like, no. I'm like, why not? He said, oh, I'm afraid of what they're going to say. I'm afraid they're going to tell me bad news. I don't want to hear bad news. I was like, okay, well just keep going. And so he kept going. Um, he ended up selling through the entire print runs of those first two books. The publishers start picking up the other books. In fact, they wanted him to keep, you know, start writing them faster and faster. And fast forward a few years, and now all nine of the books are out. They continue to sell well, um, and uh, it's been basically exactly what he wanted. Um, so again, this is an author with 
no platform, uh, started from, you know, from nothing and was able to get his books out into the world. This guy, his name's uh, Rob Dirks, and when he came out with his book, Where the Hell is Tesla, um, he was kind of in that same boat, except even worse, he didn't have a publisher behind him, right? He was indie publishing. He'd worked for years on the book and then realized he didn't know how to do the marketing side. And so he started putting this stuff into practice, um, started letting me know how it was going. Uh, he let me know after uh, about a month that he'd sold 100 copies of his book, which was pretty good. After a couple months, it was 1,000 copies of his book, which is fantastic because most books traditionally published or indie published sell 250 copies or less in the first year that they're out. Uh, and he kept me up to speed. And then 11 months in, he sold his 10,000th copy of the book. And this is what I love doing. This is what I love talking about because, yes, I've worked with the big-time New York Times best-selling authors, helped them build their platform, helped them launch their books. That's fun work. It's exciting work. Um, but this is really cool, too, because I love to see that authors can take this and do this themselves. All they need to know is how to do it, what to do, where to put their time because, like I said, there's so much misinformation out there. And so that's why I decided to take all of this stuff I know about building an author platform, working with these authors for years, and put it into a program that I call Author Platform 101. So this is an online program that you can take at your own pace, but it's also got some interactive parts and some bonuses. And I just want to walk you through it uh, for a few minutes here um, to show you how this all works. So like I said, Author Platform 101 is a, uh, an online program where I teach you everything that I know about building an author platform. Uh, so I start at the beginning as if you don't know how to do anything and I walk you through every piece of the process. So I go really deep on what an author platform is with examples. Um, I talk about um, how you put systems in place and why systems are so important, the different tools you can use. I go much more in depth than I can on this webinar on the individual tools. Uh, we talk through content um, or permission content and outreach and make sure um, you really understand what those are. And then I move into all the different parts of this. So we talk about not just why email is so important um, and how to get it set up, but we talk about how to um, build that first email list, what to put in your first three emails, right? So everybody that signs up for your email list should get three emails. Well, what should those emails be? And then I start talking through how you can get your email subscribers. I walk you through how to get your first 100 to 250 subscribers in 48 hours or less. Uh, I talk about how to move from 250 subscribers to 1,000 subscribers, and then how to get your next 1,000 subscribers and start building up your way of building your entire uh, email list. And then we dive into the content because a lot of times it's hard to know, well, what content should I be creating? Where should it go? Who's the content for? Um, I, you know, How many authors have you talked to or maybe you've dealt with this where you're like, I started a blog, I blogged for six months, and I think three people ever read it, and one of those was my mom, right? And so we got to figure out, well, how do we you know, blog in a way that actually gets people to read it? And then when we create content, how can we leverage that content to get the most out of it, right? Creating content's hard. And every time I'm creating content for my author platform, I'm not writing my next book. So I want to make sure that I'm creating content in a way that's actually going to do something. And then we talk about the hardest part of the whole thing, which is outreach, right? 
So a lot of authors can figure out the permission and the content side. They can set up an email list. They can write those first emails. They can start putting content out in the world. But how do you consistently and reliably move people from not knowing you exist to knowing you exist and making sure that you're, move, you're actually connecting to the right people? So we don't want to just connect to random people, right? We want to actually connect to people that are interested in buying our books. So how do you do that? And I walk you through, again, every single part of that process from start to finish. So my goal in this is that as you go through this, there are no um, there are no stones left unturned, right? So if there's technology you have to learn, I do a step-by-step -step process on how to do that technology. Um, if there's emails you have to write, I give you lots of examples of emails and a template to use to write your own emails, right? So I wanna make sure that it's something that you can do. And then finally, I show you how to pull it all together. And my goal is for you to create a system that takes eight hours a month or less, right? So again, like I said, this should not be another part-time job, right? This isn't something where you're now spending all of your writing time doing marketing or you're spending every night ignoring your family and doing the marketing, right? So this should be something that once you get it set up and running, it should take eight hours a month or less. And I show you exactly how all of that works. And like I said, all of this is inside of my program, Author Platform 101. So like I just showed you, it includes step-by-step, step-by-step uh, high-definition videos with my walkthroughs. I teach the entire thing. This isn't something where um, you know I sell it and somebody else teaches it. This is all me. So if you've enjoyed this webinar, you'll really enjoy Author Platform 101. Everything is mobile optimized. There's PDF worksheets and downloads. And like I said, I give you the exact copy and wording I use for emails and websites and email signups and emails I send to outreach and emails I send to authors. I give you all of that so that you know exactly what to do. And in each of these things, I give you like a fiction example, a nonfiction example, um, and I do three examples for each one, and then I give you a template. I create like my own Mad Libs, where you just fill in the blanks, and you've got the email that you wanna write. Um, all of the lessons have down downloadable audios in case you wanna um, take them on the go, customizable and downloadable worksheets, online homework to ensure you get the most out of the lessons. And I really focused on you know, like I said, I've been through these programs. I buy online courses. I really tried to create something um, that was built in a way that's easy and fun to go through the content so that you can get the most out of it. So at this point, I just want to pause for a second and ask a simple question. What is this worth? Just think about it. If I could hand you everything you need to build an author platform that reliably and predictably sells books, what is that worth? Right, so it takes away all the guesswork, all the random Googling, all the like, okay, I'm gonna try this for six months before I realize it's not working. I just show you what works based on my 12 years of doing this out in the world. So normally, author platform, if you just go to my website and you buy a copy, it's normally $497. But I wanna give you a special price today. I'm gonna give you a discount for being here with me on this webinar and during this promotion. So Author Platform 101 is not 497, and I'm gonna give you a special price today on this webinar. All right, so I've added some bonuses into the program as well. So it has all of that video training that I showed you and that I walked you through and all of those uh, the trainings that I do. But I also wanted to give you all the stuff that I use, all these things that I've used. So I created a client toolkit over all the years of working with clients, and I want you to have access to that as well. 
So I have my outreach worksheet. This is the worksheet I go through with all of my clients. The outreach spreadsheet, this is how I keep track of all the outreach that I'm doing. Um, a content worksheet, right? So it's basically, you know, I teach you everything and then you have a step-by-step -step guide to actually figure out what's the best, most valuable content you can create. I give you an email checklist to make sure you have everything in place to build your list. Um, I also give you an email toolkit. So I show you those first three emails that you should send to every subscriber. I show you how to actually get people to subscribe to your email list, right? So I don't want you to have on there, you know, sign up for my updates or get my newsletter, right? It's gotta be something way better than that, way more specific. And I show you exactly what that is. Um, I talk about the four types of emails to send to your subscribers. And then, like I said, I give you the exact pitch emails that I use to connect with other authors and influencers to get those guest post opportunities and interview opportunities. So all of that is included. And I'm gonna give you today, the other bonus I wanna give you today is webinar only pricing. So it's $297 or $57 a month that you can get this. And there's one other bonus I'm gonna mention here is that every month I do a live Q&A and I do it for all of my students. And so what I want you to be able to do is if you get into this program and you get stuck or you have a question or you're not sure what to do, you can come on and get your question answered. And this is something where every month I do this for all my students and I stay on until all the questions are answered. So some months it takes 30 minutes. This last month I was on for almost an hour and a half with all my students, making sure I could answer all their questions. Because like I said, um, you know, when I take online courses, I, it really drives me crazy when somebody's like, here's a bunch of videos, um, all right, I'll see you later. You know, and then I never hear from them again. And so I want to make sure that if you get halfway through the program and you get stuck or you have a question or it's six months from now and you have a question, you can always get your questions answered. And so on top of that, I, I'm also doing webinar only pricing. So instead of $497, you can do $297 or you can do $57 a month for six months. And that's available right now at platformwebinar.com. So I highly encourage you to go there and check it out. There's a lot more information about the program there. Um, but if you want to get that special pricing and you want to get, um, you know, access to the monthly Q&A, access to my client toolkit, to my email toolkit, and all of that video training, all of that is available right now at platformwebinar.com. So in just a minute, I'm going to get into the, um, I'm gonna do the giveaway. So I've got some tools I wanna give to everybody. And then I'm gonna do the Q&A where I'm gonna answer your questions. But I wanna just go over a couple common questions that I get um, when we're talking about Author Platform 101. So the first one is, what if it doesn't work for me? What if I buy the program and it's just not a good fit for me? I start, you know, I go through the videos, um, and I start putting in the practice, I realize I, I don't want to do this anymore. Well, you can get uh, you can get a refund. So I have a 30-day money-back guarantee. You can go through the entire program. So as soon as you sign up, you get access to the entire program. You can go through the entire thing. This isn't something where I drip out content over eight weeks, but you only have 30 days to, to figure out if you want it. I trust that if you're getting value out of it, you're going to stay on and be a part of it. So if it doesn't work for me, uh, if it doesn't work for you, just email us and let us know and we'll give you a refund. What if I'm not done with my book yet? I get this question a lot of like, well, you know, I'm still working on my book. Should I really worry about this? 
And the answer is absolutely yes. Now is the best time to be working on this. Because what um, what always makes me sad is when an author works on their book and then they're like a month from it coming out and realize they have no idea what they're going to do to market it and they start there. Now, you can do it. Absolutely. I've seen authors do it. I've done it myself where you come out with the book and then you start marketing it. It's totally fine. But it's basically starting from a dead stop. Imagine if like you were racing somebody and you started from a dead stop and the other person got a running start, right? Like that person's probably going to beat you, right? So by starting to learn this stuff and build your platform before your book comes out, it's like you getting a running start. When your book comes out, you'll already be at a sprint. Is this another game, Amazon, to get my book to the top of some obscure category thing that doesn't matter? Hopefully by now you know that this is a long term goal. This isn't about chasing the algorithm that's constantly changing or trying to game Amazon or figuring out if you know if I just get the right perfect keyword, I'm going to sell 10,000 copies, right? This is about a long term building a connection with a reader base that's going to help you for decades of your writing career if that's what you want. How long do I have access to the program? Uh, you have forever as long as I'm alive and kicking access uh, to the program. So this is something that I want you to be able to come back to over and over. You don't have a limited amount of time to go through it. If I do any updates in the future, um, you get access to those. Um, in fact, I recently did, you might have seen up in the top left of my screen, it was Author Platform 101 2.0. Um, this, I completely redid the, the content from the ground up based on a, um, just you know learning for some more years. And all the people that bought the, verse, the first version automatically got full access, no upgrade fee to the second version. And so I want this to be something that you have access to for a long time. Can I be successful, right? So this is a question I get a lot of like, okay, can I be successful? Like, you know, what about my book or my platform? And what I found is what's so great about nowadays is that you have access to all the tools that everybody else has. You can build a website pretty simply. You can set up an email list. The biggest thing is just knowing how to use them, right? Again, we're going to keep stretching my tool and blueprint, uh, my tool and blueprint metaphor here, right? So um, you have access to all the same tools that people that do this work all day long have access to. You just need to know how to use them, right? And so that's what Author Platform 101 is about. And I've seen so many authors, again, from everything from business book authors to middle grade authors to um, authors, uh, I've worked with an author that wrote Amish science fiction, right? And so, and everything in between, and I've seen this work over and over and over. And finally, I come back to this question, what is this worth, right? Because this is a hard question to answer because it's videos and PDFs hosted in the cloud, whatever that is. It's more Zoom Q&As, right? <laughs> We've all been on Zoom too much. Um, so what is this worth? So this is stuff that you could probably figure out on your own, right? When I started, like I said, I didn't know what I was doing. But what you're getting when you buy Author Platform 101 is my 12 years of experience doing this as a more than full-time job, working with author after author after author seeing what works, seeing what doesn't work. And it's not guessing. I'm not teaching you what I think will work. I'm teaching you what will actually work, saving you your own time, frustration, years of trying to figure this out on your own. So what is this worth? Um, I think it's worth well more than the 297. Um, that's the, the current price tag for it. But I wanted to give you that kind of pricing because again, this is something that I wanted to create 
that every author can take advantage of. Not just the big time New York Times bestselling authors that are hiring me, but authors that are going to put this into place and, um, and start from ground zero like Mike Thomas and Rob Dirks. All right. So I want to do a giveaway now. Um, so like I said, if uh, for everybody that's still in the webinar, I wanted to give, um, I'm going to give you three of my favorite tools. Um, I'm calling it the connection system packet, right? So you can go to booklaunch.com slash packet, P-A-C-K-E-T. Here, I'll put it in the chat here. Booklaunch.com slash packet. If you go there, um, it's going to redirect you to Dropbox where you can download these three PDFs. So it's uh, my email marketing checklist, a brainstorming content checklist, and a personas and locations worksheet. And if you may notice, this is hitting all three parts of the connection system, permission, content, and outreach. So this is just my thank you for you being here live with me today, staying on with me um, through the entire thing. Uh, and so go download that. Um, all three of the tools are super useful um, as you go through as you go through the content. Again, that's booklaunch.com slash packet. Okay, so now I would like to do a Q&A. So I want to answer your questions. Um, so uh, if you put a question in earlier, uh, it probably got buried because uh, people were answering you know, my questions and all that kind of thing. Uh, so if you have a question for me, go ahead and put it back in there. Um, again, over on the right-hand side of your screen, if you're on a, um, a desktop or a laptop, is a little question mark. Um, a tab if you're on a tablet or mobile device, I believe it's at the bottom somewhere, there's a question mark in a bubble. Click that. Send me your questions. I'm going to start getting through um, as many as I can here. I'm going to set the clock to 15 minutes, and I'll just start working through them. All right. All right. Um, I'm a self-published author with my own imprint based in the UK and have my first book coming out on May 28th. Um, and it's part one of a trilogy aimed at children. Is it too late to use this system to market the book? No, not at all. Um, in fact, you're kind of in the position that the two authors I talked about were in, where they were either one of them, the book had already come out, and one of them, the book was coming out in like four or five months. Um, so I think you're in a good position to start putting this into practice. And um, like I said, starting early is super helpful. But at the same time, um, having a book to help the promotion is a good thing as well. Like it's one of those things that no, it's what is what is what is one of those proverbs like? When's the best time to plant a tree? You know, a hundred years ago or today? You know, like yes, you could have started before, but it's always best to get started. If you start today, you're going to be ahead of where you are uh, a month from now, a year from now, two years from now. If you don't start doing this kind of stuff. Um, Catherine says, what is the approximate amount of time it will take to get the system up and running after the training? So it depends on where you're at, right? So if you have literally nothing, it's going to take about a month, right? So you're going to need to get a website up and running. You're going to get your email list set up. You've got to figure out what kind of content you're going to create. So that takes some time. But what's great about it is whenever you're doing this stuff, um, I put task in kind of two columns. One is one and done, and one is repeating, right? So most of the work is the one and done. Like once you get a website up, you don't have to 
keep building a website or keep messing with it. The website's up, you're done, move on with your life, right? And then there's things that you do like month in and month out, and those are those things that you should be able to do in eight hours or less. So this is, so it does take some time to get it set up and running, uh, but once it's set up and running, um, it's like a flywheel. Your job is to just keep it moving um, instead of like cranking it every single month. Let's see. Maggie says, I follow Facebook groups with a specialty interest. I write novels about that interest, but the Facebook groups all have a no, no solicitation pro, uh, policy. Is there a way to reach out to those people, my target market? So the thing that I found about, I, again, I come back to, um, you know, if I went back to my slide on social media, I would say that social media can be good at outreach, right? And outreach is one-to-one, -one, right? So permission is one-to-many, right? So we want 100 people, 1,000 people, 10,000 people on an email list. So we send one email and 10,000 people get the email, one to many. Outreach is one to one. I'm trying to connect with an influencer, right? I want a podcaster to have me on their show. I want a blogger um, to put me on their blog. I want another author in my genre to help promote the book. And so I like to use Facebook groups to connect with individual people. So I'm um, when I was, um, active in Facebook groups, I was really careful about being active with groups that had influencers. And so then I would just try to be helpful in the group. And then I would try to connect, like I would identify people in the group that I think would be really helpful for me. And I would reach out to them. I would just message them directly and say, hey, you know, can we jump on a Zoom call? Um, and just, I'd love to get to know you. I saw you're working on X, Y, or Z. I just love to get to know you. And that's how I would use those kind of things is to connect with influencers. So I wouldn't join a Facebook group hoping the people in that group buy copies of the book. I mean, that'd be great. What I would do is join Facebook groups that have people that can get other people to buy copies of your book, right? People that run blogs, email lists, forums, you know, whatever it is. Uh, awesome. Thank you, Catherine. So this is a great question. Very common question. Um, Lori says, do you have uh, one genre per platform? So I write fiction, nonfiction, and poetry. So you're basically saying, do I need like a different platform for each of the genres? Um, I highly, highly recommend you only have one platform and that you attach it to your name or your pen name, whatever you use on your books um, for lots of different reasons. So one is, you know, you might, you, you saw what I wrote. Like I've now written a book on creativity, a book on writing, two books on book marketing and a novel. Like, I don't know if you can get more uh, diverse than that. Um, so I attach everything to my name. My name is the thing that's not going to change. I'm always going to be Tim Grawl. Um, and what I write might change. And so I always build platforms for the author, for their name. Then um, the other thing is, is that if you have multiple platforms, it's often hard to know what to promote. So let's say you get on a podcast and they say, hey, where should we find out more about you, Lori? And you say, well, if you want my fiction, go here, or my nonfiction, go here, or my poetry, go here. So um, there are some things to do as you get your platform bigger. Like you could just ask people, hey, what are you interested in when they sign up for your email list? And you could tag them. Um, and that's kind of beyond the scope of what we can talk about here. But I highly recommend you have one platform, one website, one way for people to find out everything about you. And that website will have your fiction, your nonfiction, and your poetry.
Um, let's see. Lisa, great question. Okay, this is a question I get all the time in different forms. So the way Lisa put it is, but do millennials and youngers read email anymore? Um, I get this question all the time. Like, does email really still work? So I'm just as skeptical as you, right? Like, I don't own stock in email marketing companies. I have no, like, if email stops working, I will throw it out immediately and go to the thing that keeps work that's working. The problem is, is that every time I see a study or I see any kind of actual data on it, email is still by far the most useful thing, the most uh, engaged with thing that has the biggest impact, right? And so there's that side where I actually keep up with the studies and the research on this stuff, and I've written about this on my blog. The other side is um, I just look at like what successful marketing people are doing. Right. So and if you go to anybody that does online marketing that sells books or anything else and you put in one bucket their blog, their podcast, their TikTok account, their Instagram account, their Twitter account, their Facebook account, they put everything in there in one bucket. And then the other bucket, you put their email list and you say, choose one. They can only choose one of those buckets. They'll choose the one with their email list and get rid of everything else because the email list has the biggest impact on sales. So yes, so the, your question was, do millennials and youngers read email anymore? I mean, think about the fact that corporate America still runs on email. So if a 25-year-old gets, um, gets a job, guess what? They get an email account, right? And, the, and again, I just look at the data, right? So um, this may change in the future. And as soon as it changes, I'm getting rid of email and I'm going to go to the thing that works the best. Um, but email is still the thing that works the best by far. I mean, you're here on this webinar because of an email that you got. So um, uh, da -da -da -da. Tom, will this system work for selling paid webinars as well as books? I mean, yes and no. Like it's highly focused on books. Um, but will it help you like build a platform for webinars? Sure, but it is focused on books. I really focus it on authors. That's who I like to work with. Um, let's see. So some people have asked about the stuff I teach about book launches. And the way that I look at these, there's a reason I have two programs, right? So one is, this one is all about building your platform. It's about building that email list, getting your website set up the right way, putting content out, and this is like that long-term view of I'm going to be building my platform today, next week, next month, next year, 10 years from now. And then the book launch thing is my book's coming out and I'm going to try to launch it as big as I possibly can. So, of course, there's some overlap. You're going to have some overlap, but they do serve two distinct, two distinct purposes. Um, I'm hoping to finish my book this summer. What is the first thing I should do and when? The first thing you should do is start building an email list. I'll tell an author, even before you have a, if you're like, I can't build an email list and build a website, I'll be like, that's fine. Skip the website, just build an email list. Um, so build your email list and get your first hundred subscribers and you should do that right now. Let's see. Yeah, Jolie, do you have a section where you discuss tracking um, marketing metrics for ROI? I do a little bit. I talk about um, I talk about everything that you should you do should tie back to a result, right? So, as you've probably seen on this webinar, I don't like doing things that don't get actual results. Um, 
And so my, what I talk about is like, if you're doing something for outreach and you're not moving people from not knowing what you, uh, not knowing you exist to knowing you exist, you need to try something else, right? So I give you things that you should be doing, but you've got to test them to make sure they're working for you. And if they're not working, it's not because something's broken with you. You just need to tweak what you're doing, right? So um, that's, I, I think you should track metrics for everything. Um, and if you can't prove that it's working, then you probably shouldn't be doing it. Let's see. What is a reasonable cost for an author website? Um, I recommend authors set up a website at Wix.com now, W-I-X, and I think it's, I think it's like twelve dollars a month or something like that. Um, I've been building, I've been building websites. I'm because I'm a web developer, right? So I've been building websites on WordPress uh, since it was in beta, right? So this is like 15 years now. Um, I love WordPress, but it's a pain in the ass if you don't know how to actually build a website, right? So I recommend most people should be setting up their website on Wix.com. Um, they have a free version, but you know it's worth paying the $12 a month or whatever it is for the upgraded version. Um, and they make it really easy to set up a really simple website and actually show you. Um, I give in Author Platform 101, there is a um, one of the lessons is watching me set up an entire website in less than an hour on Wix.com, right? So this is where, again, I don't just say, oh, set up a website, go figure it out. I actually show you how to do it. Um, email list building question, is there a best way to find and use email addresses and email lists? Um, yes, uh, I, I go deep into this, um, the most, the biggest thing is just everything on your website should be optimized to get people onto your email list. And then everything that you do, you should be thinking, how do I get these people onto my email list? So like if you go to booklaunch.com and just browse around, you'll, you, you will see now that you understand what I'm doing, you'll see the whole point of the website is to get you on the email list, right? Every single page of the website has an email list sign up. Right. So that's the number one thing you can do there. Um, inviting people to join your email list one at a time through um, your just your friends and family, like your connections on Facebook, people in your contact list, just shooting them a message and saying, hey, I'm starting an email list um, about fill in the blank. Uh, would you like to join? If so, let me have your best email address. And I, I go deep, deep, deep into this inside the program. Uh, Anita says, can you start before your book is finished? Yes, absolutely. I, I mentioned this a few minutes ago. In fact, I think it's the best thing you can do is to start this um, before um, your book is finished. In fact, like uh, this is how a lot of books get created is that people build platforms and then because they have a platform, they write a book for the people that are following them, right? So um, having the platform is you know, I'm a writer. I know writing books are hard. Building a platform is equally as hard, right? So I think the earlier you can get started, the better off you're going to be. Um, Holly, I have a blog, but it's about the self-publishing process and I want to promote my novel. Do I need a separate site for my fiction writing in order to have a blog where I can review others' novels? Yeah, so this is a common mistake that authors make is they're like, okay, you know, I write science fiction, so I'm going to start a blog. What should I write about? 
okay, I'm just going to write about the self-publishing process or the writing process or something like that. But the problem is you're now building an audience about self-publishing or writing, not about science fiction. And so I would say if you're not planning on writing a book about self-publishing or you're not you know, selling courses on self-publishing or something like that, you should scrap it and just write stuff that will attract um, people that are interested in writing your fiction or reading your fiction. This is why I talked about only reviewing books that are in your genre because then your people that are interested in reading those reviews are going to be interested in reading your book. Um, let's see. Anita says, do you need to tag an author on social media that they are on? Yes. Yeah. So you've got to make sure that they're actually on one of the platforms. Um, let's see. Joe says, who should I send advanced reader copies to? Um, so I like to, so I like to send out, um, it depends, right? So if you're starting from zero, you're mostly going to be trying to get like friends and family to read early things. Um, if you have an email list, I recommend getting people on your email list or following you on social media to sign up to get an advanced reader copy. So that's where we start. Um, all right. We are at time here. I think I got through most of the questions. If I didn't get to yours, I'm sorry I missed it. Um, but um, thanks so much for being here. I do recommend you go to platformwebinar.com. Um, so all the stuff I taught today, I go much deeper um, inside the program. Today's when you can get that special pricing. Um, so go to platformwebinar.com. Lots more information about the program there. Um, and I hope you join it. But uh, either way, thank you so much for being here. Uh, I really enjoyed uh, the webinar and um, any time that I get to work with authors and teach authors, um, I love it. So thank you so much for being here. I hope this was helpful. Um, I hope that you can take the stuff that I taught today and start putting it into practice to build your own platform. Um, but thanks again for being here. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. And we will talk soon. Have a good one, everybody.